All right, hello out there, and welcome back to Aimless Discussion. This is Vince Edwards, organizer of GUE 101 Blanca, the flagship community in the Garden of Eden project. And I'm here with my new co-host, and that is Michael Morris. Michael, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and, and say hi to the people. Hello, people. My name is Michael Morris, as he stated. I'm about 32 years old. I've been involved in this movement for quite a while, and the movement that I would assign a name to is the truth movement, what is true versus what is not true, since I was, as long as I can remember. I've been doing research pretty much, mostly on the internet, but I've had a lot of people who I could look to for information and uh, and to guide me or put me on the right path. And I went out to Colorado recently, because the, like, the, the early parts of my life, that's for another conversation. But recently I went out to Colorado and I found a lot more people who were versed in the discussions that we are going to have today. They were way more versed than I am. They knew a little bit more about the context of a lot of words, a lot of meaning that I didn't. And I'm at a position now where I'm learning to the context of things so I can defend myself much better in this world of ours that's becoming increasingly dramatic and apathetic and just crazy with having gone to Colorado and, and seen a smaller version of state, county, local, federal, things, how they come, how they're used or how they're manipulated and worded or whatever the case is, I got a much better, more clear look at it. So, and I've been trying to pump this stuff to people my entire life. As much as I learn is how much I try to share it with people and uh, I'm getting mixed signals from society right now. A lot of people are very, in- a person is either very interested in learning this or not at all interested in learning it and actually uh, are contrary to it. Um, so now we're in a position, what I'm in a position to do is to learn as much as uh, I can, but be able to convey that much more precisely or concisely. Right. I'm ready to get into the topic. We're starting at, where are we starting at, Vince? We started talking again. Um, uh, our background is uh, we met at the uh, county code meeting. Uh, that was like the first one where they had something like 60 or 80 people in a room with eight chairs. And, you know, it was like standing room only. There's people waiting outside the door to, to just hear what was going on. And you spoke and I was like, you know, I, I, I walked over. I gave you a big high five, man. And, uh, you know, I loved what you said. I already put it out there on the last Amos discussion 107 there that we were at the same code uh, meeting and these guys were, you know, basically trying to violate everybody's rights. And we were trying to explain that we were, we weren't there to fight code. You and I were there to educate other people, you know, right. you know, so I mean, and that, that's really the reason why I went there and I've stated frequently that I, I don't need anybody else in, in this you know, valley to help me defend my life, my rights, because pen is mightier than the sword. And if you know the law and if you're prepared to go to court and you don't need to have a whole bunch of money to buy an attorney who's not going to defend you anyway, then you have rights. It, it's really simple. It's like, it, it's about the money for them. And yeah. I'm all in. I've got my RV here buried in the ground. I've got two, maybe two nickels to rub together every now and then. And my, my total net value, net worth of, of this whole thing, if I got top dollar for it, maybe I could get 25 grand. 
if I sold the okay. whole thing, yeah. right? So now they're operating a trillion dollar scam. Not just this local one, obviously that's not trillion, it's probably just millions, but yeah. the fact is, is that they don't want me walking into a court and setting a precedent that's gonna bust open their piggy bank. And that's why yeah. I have freedom and other people don't because they're scared. And you know, when the government fears its people, there is liberty. So you know, there's all this stuff and you, you see, you know, I see a lot of positive signs actually out there and I see a lot of fear in the so-called government because we're the government. You and I are the government because we're Americans. Yeah. We're the people and the people are the government and those guys are servants. But I see the servants getting very, very nervous, you know, trying to shut off the internet and failing miserably over and over again. The money system, you got uh, cryptocurrency that's just going to totally make banking obsolete. The, all these people are going to have to go and find a real job, man. You know, right. I mean, politics is not going to pay anymore. I mean, I really wish everybody would just stop voting. If, if nobody showed up to the polls, then these people would not have the perceived legitimacy that they do just a little note about that is that if we were to operate outside of their system and we just got everybody to stop voting and start actually creating our own system i was involved in a couple times trying to restore the grand jury system that sort of stuff yeah. and basically it came from a guy who's claimed to have contacts in the military and they said that basically you know they know it's all screwed up they know it's not the republic but they have to follow the orders of, of the existing quote unquote government, right? And because yeah. we don't have one set up and if we had our own polls and people just go and they, they vote for a sheriff or whatever and we had more people yeah. voting in our system, then we could actually have the military decide to start following us instead. Right. And that's really all it takes it, in order to change it's not you know, that a system. Mutiny, it's called something else. There's an actual word. That, I mean, I'm, no, I'm not sure if that's the right word for this particular context. But yeah. If there um, is no re republic, they can't fight for it. And there really kind of isn't yeah. one really set up right now. Not at all. I guess, uh, yeah, topic number two would be the book. I really appreciate all the feedback that you gave me on it and, you know, getting it out I'm there to more people. I mean, go ahead and if you want to make, make a few comments about the book, I really hope that more people will read the information because, you know, if they get the information, they're going to figure out how they're being scammed and then they'll be able to stop being scammed and, and stop participating in financing, you know, drone bombing people and that sort of thing. Yeah. So when I asked you about the book and I know we hadn't talked except for on Unseen, you wanted to basically convey that way because it's better, it's more interested or whatever. So I hadn't been able to get with you because my phone was doing what it was doing. But when I finally got the book into my phone and I started reading it, from the first, first few words, it's, it's exactly what it's supposed to be. Now you were talking about right before we started the audio about actually reading a book from somebody that wrote, that somebody you know wrote. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool for me because I know you. I've spent time in Colorado with you. I we've had many conversations, and reading the book is like hearing you or having a conversation with you because I can hear you in my head rather than the moments I have when I'm reading. And the book reads well, but it also informs much better. Like right. it's it's exactly what is necessary because people are distraught right now. They don't know what to do. They feel 
held down. They feel they know something's not right. They know plenty of things aren't right. Yeah. But when it comes to actually condensing or isolating the, the key causes or the key causal factors of the parts of their lives which are interfered with, they don't know where to begin, how to defend themselves. Well, when somebody starts throwing punches at you, if you don't know how to defend yourself, then you're you're going to get mollywhopped. Mm-hmm. And your book is a great way to position yourself. It's a great if somebody's a well-versed or not well-versed, but if somebody is mediumly versed or mediumly aware of these things, then that's even better. But your book is great for somebody who has no idea about any of this. They just know something's wrong and they want to do something for themselves and they want to do something to, to change things. Your book is great for that. Well, a lot of it's very quotable. Like I love how quotable your book is. Awesome. It, it's really cool because like when I wrote the book, I mean, I've had thousands of conversations with people trying to explain this stuff. Once I got done writing the book, I, I found myself quoting my own paragraphs in there and I'm able to articulate it a lot clearer. That's what I did. It was, I sat down, uh, you know, in the intro, it says I sat down in a word process and tried to explain the shit better to myself so I could understand it. Literally every paragraph in that book, I mean, had to be edited maybe at least 50 times, like just going through and trying to, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. It, it, it's not going to make sense if I do it that way. Yeah, I want this to make sense to people. And like I said, man, all they have to do is understand how they're being screwed. And once they know how that's happening, they'll be able to stop it. I I spent a lot of time working on it, um, and I put it out for free also, you know, with a suggested donation. I haven't gotten, I I think I got 30 cents. Guilt tripped somebody into giving me 30 cents on it at one point. But... Because a lot of the people, I've had like 16 people, I put that post up, I don't, I would like to have quoted the actual Facebook post that I put, but it said something along the lines of, if you want to defend yourself against illegitimate forms of authority, this book is for you. And I got like 16 people immediately, they hit me up, I sent them the the PDF, and they don't know the full scope though. When I send you a PDF about this book or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. they don't know that you're still, I'm going to have to talk to them later and reiterate it. They don't know about the garden. And they don't know that you're in Colorado and that you have the property. I don't know. What would you call that? A homestead, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm on uh, 20 acres out here. I landed here about a year and a few months ago, back in October of 14. And, uh, you know, dead broke, man. And, you know, I had my trailer. Side story on that was, I uh, did that for about two years, driving around the country, uh, at traveling, uh, not technically commercially driving, but traveling around the country in my RV, not for hire on the back window. I actually have a couple of videos on a, on a hard drive that I got to get access to of, uh, getting stopped and, uh, getting harassed and being allowed to go on my merry way. No license, no registration, nothing, uh, no license plates or, or anything like that. But anyway, two, uh, that, that, I did that for about two years. And then my background, which I, I, I haven't actually put out there yet too much, is that probably about five or six years ago, I fought, I started a custody battle, fighting the mortgage fraud, and then also a pot charge all at the same time. Instead of paying a small fine for the pot, I decided to fight it because it was wrong and I have a right to smoke pot. They, knew that I was getting well studied on this stuff and I wasn't going to get one of their handlers, also known as an attorney. They did not want me to knock over their piggy bank, man. And I was trying to like knock down the statute and stuff. And then with my education, 
actually what I found out is, is it's actually not unlawful to smoke pot. It's, it's against commercial regulations. If you're operating as an agent of a corporation, just like if you were working at Walmart, you're not allowed to smoke pot while you're, while you work there. Then I met a guy who was like really well versed in the constitution to defend himself at any time. He doesn't use anything else other than stuff out of the constitution. He can like <laughs> play back something. It's amazing, dude. This guy like has the whole damn thing memorized and he, he plays back parts of that constitution. He'll cops get up behind this guy that he actually does quote unquote have a driver's license. He has a license plate on his. They get behind him, they read his license plate, and then they go, keep going. Because they don't want anything to do with him, because he knows his rights, man. It's hard to not be extremely angry about this system, how they've set it up, and how it's literally, since for the last few generations, been set up to just rob the American people. And, you know, the money system, the so-called legal system... And also the health system, you know, with all these pharmaceutical drugs they're putting out to everybody telling them this is healthy. Yeah, if you, if you don't just, like, uh, jump when they say how high, then you need to be, need to be on, like, Ritalin or something like that. So <laughs> let's get to the next thing here uh, that I want to discuss, and that that is why people don't stick it out here. And this is also going to transition into a call for some, some donations, uh, not a whole lot. I mean, literally, you know, with maybe two grand, I could get all the materials I need to, like, get the bathroom done, get some running water, maybe get some uh, some of those old-school Maytags with a ringer on them. I'd like to yeah. get maybe, like, two of those and then get some flooring in here. I still have dirt well, floors have with tarps on them. The perfect transition for, for going into the the what's going on and why people can't get out there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little anecdote which you were present for, and it's all about you, then you can take it from there. What I found to be inspirational, it was the right thing, is when we had that backwoods meeting with the so-called constitutional judges and stuff. Yeah. So when the, the few guys came in and said their little their little intros, and they came, and the one or two guys came in, and they were all aggressive, and they were all, they weren't all over the place as far as the information, but they were very all over the place as far as personality. They were barking orders at Ro- Roger Marsh, man. That guy was crazy, but go on, yeah. Right. The way you handled a lot of the things in there, and a lot of the people are so inert that they really, they thought that the people who were coming had more authority than you. They actually thought that yep. they had, that somebody had like some kind of grand authority, and they were going to just magically come in with a, a magic wand and change everything. But the way you wouldn't let them say untrue things, no matter how many times you had to interrupt, that's what's necessary. And people are not doing that other than, you know, a select, cocktail, a select group of people are actually not letting, and I've been posting that on, on social networking, stop letting people say untrue things as if it's gospel. Just yep. stop him. Stop him right there. And yep. and I love the way you did that. A lot of people, got, like, Chloe is a little bit softer of a person. She's not the one to stick it out in a, in a hard situation when she has an exit. Right. So I understand that. I don't hold her, I don't hold that against her. But in a time period when your rights are being violated and you make a decision to stand up for yourself, we have to get into a position where we don't, when we're conversing with other people, we don't let people say untrue things. And that's what I loved about Manny is that Manny got me down to where he wouldn't even let me say a word unless it was, unless it was verified or I could verify it to him right then and there. Yeah, yep, yep. So it was great. I loved that you wouldn't let people say untrue things or you would clarify things. Yep. Okay. 
I thought, man, we had so much potential to really kind of get things done, but they didn't want to really learn about law too much. I mean, like Manny, Manny did, a couple others maybe, just straight up go for rights. You know, I mean, even even Manny was saying we, we need a little bit of code. Chloe was saying we need a little bit of code, you know, so we just need a little bit of force used on the people to get them to not do something wrong. And that brings me to the something I, I also mentioned in the book here is that everybody's all for freedom for, the, for, for themselves, but most people are not for freedom for others. They, they, don't, they don't believe others should have freedom. They only believe that they should have freedom. Right. Because they want to go and say, oh, this guy can't do that. This guy can't. I don't like this with this. But these freedoms and rights, are that they were put in place to protect unpopular behavior, unpopular speech. Because all that popular stuff, you don't have to protect that. Everybody loves that. Right. Back to the topic of, of why people won't stick it out. It, it is tough out here. It's stressful when we don't, you know, we don't have a bathroom here yet. And, you know, there is a little, lot of dust in the air because the, we still got dirt floors here. There's a, a, a little bit of work that needs to be get done to be able to offer something 200 a month. I mean, that's the plan is to offer 200 a month for one year. And then you are done paying bills for the rest of your life. All you have to do right. is build your, your reputation of honor in this system. That's, that's going to be your bank account. And then what's happening is, is that everybody that comes here, they don't get it, man. They just don't get that honor thing. I don't know wh why. And, you know, and they'll say, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they, they, they say, you know, they give me their word about something, and then, then they don't do it. Just little things like that. And then another thing is that so many people out there are so used to being ordered around by a boss or something like that they get here and i do things completely differently i really want to once we get once we get things rolling here basically you have to take a one-week vacation when you get here i think that you need a one-week vacation from that society when you get here and vision of that is that you know we have these communities all over somebody sees somebody new there and they just automatically assume they're on vacation just hey how are you enjoying your vacation if people can just learn that food. honor, it's tough, man. Honor's a tough lesson. Right. Keeping your word. You know, a lot of people, they give it out. Talked about this on the last Aimless. People give out their word too much. That's why they can't physically possibly actually honor the word that they're giving out to all these people. They say what other people want to hear. Right. We That's just, we discussed that. Yep. And then there you go. You know, somebody wants their word, so they just give it up and then, but they don't think ahead and go, can I commit to that? Am, am I going to be able to follow through with that word? They don't really think it through. So, and, and that's really just uh, instant gratification, man. We, we've been programmed as a society to just want all this freaking in, instant gratification by like marketing and advertising and buy my stuff. Yeah pretty much so so yeah let's let's talk about a kickstarter campaign here uh michael because i don't use a social security number anymore the kickstarter campaign i mean we're gonna need to get some of those fraudulent notes of debt into this system before we can un eliminate that money system my plan for eliminating that money system is to create abundance because money only exists in a world of scarcity there, there is no money in a world of abundance, in my, in my opinion, because, for example, 
let's say I'm growing a ton of tomatoes here. And then I go around, I've got so many tomatoes, I don't know what to do with them. I, I just go around and start giving them away. What's yeah. what's going to happen to the price of tomatoes in in my area? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to bottom out. Or and that's what people having their own uh, in their own houses in their own neighborhoods. They don't want that. Right. If we could just get just a little bit of money in here to get some of the materials that I need to get, I got to tell you, man, I I see people like Alex Jones and and some of these other guys. They do these money bomb donations and stuff, and they get themselves like a couple hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like. Man, right. these guys are getting that kind of money. How come we're not already free? Why is Alex Jones not, because the sheriff is, is the only guy that matters, as far as I'm concerned, politician-wise. The, the, everybody else should be completely ignored. But your sheriff is the guy who is directly responsible for protecting your rights. So, Are you familiar with the term, are you familiar with the term ordinary? The, uh, an ordinary? No. An ordinary, I looked it up in Black's Law Dictionary, an ordinary is an, an official of the state, if I'm not quoting this wrong, an official of the state who is voted into office, not deputized. So okay. anybody who is deputized is not an ordinary. An ordinary is, an, is, is a sheriff, somebody who got voted for to be in that position. Okay. I understand with the whole concept of the sheriff being the, and it's the Shire Reef being the only legal authority necessary well actually lawful <laughs> lawful yeah 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 cuz legal it means commercial let's let's make that okay. very very clear legal means commercial everything legal is commercial there's nothing happening in the legal system that has anything to do with law okay law is my rights and where yours begin that's the law right and if I have not violated the rights of someone else, I'm good. That's what the law is. That's what I boiled it down to. And that's why the website is called Live With Honor, livewithhonor.info. And it's because I believe that that is the answer to self-government is that we have to learn honor. And if we can honor our agreements with each other, then there's no reason for any third party to get involved in our affairs. You know, right. a.k.a. the so-called government, which is not the government. They're the servants. We're the people. We're the government. So the, I'm going to have a lot of money, not a lot of money, but I'm going to have some money to invest in, into what into promotional materials, because that's really what's missing here is signs, brochures, flyers and stuff like that. But with it being with our online capabilities, we can reach more people, but there'll be I'll have that. One thing I want to do, I have an artist and I want my artist to basically draw up signs with random quotes and sayings on it like mm -hmm. quotes from your book quotes mm -hmm. from mark passio quotes from the bible shit everywhere you know <laughs> that educates people and informs them of of realizations and truths yep yeah t-shirts is a great way to go yep definitely and then uh actually what i want to uh, work on is is a needs list and a wish list and right. that's something that i think would be unique as far as like people asking for donations is that most people just ask for money if I was, if I had a needs list and a wish list, then people could go, oh, he needs this, he needs that. And then I could actually have it linked to something on Amazon. People could just click the link and buy it and then right. have and it then sent here. And then they know what their money's being spent on. That's something I thought about doing to, you, you know, try and get this uh, finance. What's that? Do you have any video recording equipment out there? Yeah, I do. I've got a video camera. Uh, the zoom on it is busted, but I, I've got the video camera. I've got my phone. 
because you represent a very huge opportunity to show not only there's so many different levels of what you represent right now. And you can show people the off grid side and, and how to grow this and how to pump this and, and how to move that or, you know, whatever on the, the living off grid side of it. But then you also have this well of knowledge about the, the lawful side of it and the legal side of it. Mm-hmm. And the whole spectrum you're one of the few people because mark passio love him to death but he doesn't have that cap- the capability he he's researched mm-hmm. uh sustainable mm-hmm. living uh but he ha- but he ha- he still is in philadelphia he hasn't implemented it and right. you're one of the few people who have implemented all mm-hmm. of these different aspects of this ongoing explosion of awareness is mm-hmm. all it really is mm-hmm. and then there's the deal basically where if if you get a bunch of people together and they cooperate, now now that's the thing about Honor too. We can get our products from corporations or we can get our products from each other. The only way to get our products from each other is is if we have prosperous, thriving communities of people that are making these products. That's where honor is extremely important because if you don't have honor and you're gonna like get into fights with people and this and that, then then you're gonna lose the bread maker or the butter maker or the hunter, you're not going to have an effective community. It's not going to work that way. So that's why honor is extremely important because if people have honor, then we can all just get together, we can cooperate, and then we can start replacing all of this stuff that we're getting from the land of commerce out there. And we can just, look, we're just providing for, for our lives. I'm not, we're not doing anything commercial here. And that the $2,400 basically all that money gets spent on stuff that we need. So you know, we're not, we're not bringing in any income and oh, and another thing I, I, while you were talking, I wanted to mention because you were talking about spending some of your money on promotional materials. So as you do that, just keep a tally of it, man. And once you've, you know, put it all towards your 2,400, man. That's what I was going to say too. It, it bothers me that people like us who are bringing a message of awareness, of freedom, of, independence we it's sad that when we talk about donations we talk it's like we're it's almost like well you know i'm only i'm only asking for this that and the other but when corporations do it people are so uh, attached to the titty yeah. that they they don't question spending twenty four hundred dollars on insurance a year yeah. they don't question spending twenty four hundred dollars on yeah. uh, electronics in a year yeah. but they will absolutely find any reason yeah. to to so and it, like movie tickets, like uh, the the I can give you a donation for your book. It'd be like let's say fifteen dollars. Well, that's the price of maybe uh, a, a night at the movies. Yeah, uh, that's less than the price of a, a night at the movies. But people will spend that and not even think about yep. it twice. But they'll just come, come right out of their wallets. Yep, exactly. Not to the guy on the corner who, who might be just selling oranges, or the guy who has the new DVDs or whatever. People do not want to participate in that at all it doesn't matter how good the product is that you're holding if you're not coming with a with a brand behind you mm-hmm. they don't want to talk to you anymore and that's yeah. sick yeah yeah and then you see all these flashy websites that come up in the freedom movement the the supposed truth movement people don't really take a, a step back and go man that's a flashy website it must have taken a lot of money to put that thing together most people that are really truly in the freedom and truth movement, most of them are dirt poor because well, we, well, we, we don't want to, we don't want money, man. We don't, it's not about money for us. So when you see one of these flashy million dollar websites go up and then you see all these donations going into whatever their so-called cause is, 
it's it's really sickening to me that people can't step back and go, man, you know, imagine if, if they if they gave somebody, you know, some money to somebody like me that that money is just a tool. I don't I'm not I'm not trying to amass, a, a, you know, the biggest number. All right. that is, is as soon as it comes in, it's going to go towards the, the, the cheapest materials. Right. I mean, Earthship building is almost virtually free to build your own home. If you're building an Earthship style, okay, because you're using recyclables, you're using tires, you're using whatever is basically free and a little tiny bit of concrete added in. Our expenses here and and also are are very low because there's no code enforcement. You you can't enforce code on private property where there's no commercial business going on. They can't enforce code, okay? So we know that. I know that. And therefore, the, our, our overhead is ridiculously low because we don't have to fork out $400, $1,200 here and there for permits for stuff. If you're putting money into a system like this, then you're going to get a lot more for your activism dollar from somebody like me and something like this than, than you are from one of those, just another one of them things that are trying to like lobby the so-called government for this or that. And, and they, they, they never could help us anyway. I mean, they, they, they were only really there to just, like, send a memo to the rest of the world. I mean, they're, they're not supposed to be controlling anything. I'm going yeah. to – can you hear me? Yeah, except post offices maybe. But anyway, go on. I'm going to give you – hold on. I'm going to give you a plug. And this is to everybody who would come across – anybody who would come across this uh, audio recording, basically. People, some people have a lot of money. It, it always pains me to see people who have money do absolutely fucking nothing with it. And a lot of people don't have to, but I know there's a lot of people, they watch those doomsday shelter shows and stuff like that. Vince here does not have a doomsday shelter, but I tell you what, I don't know where else I would rather be if something unimaginable happened in my city. I would, I would want to be at your, so some people have, like, you know, you're working a job. Let's say you're a a middle-aged man, you're working a job, you get paid a decent amount of money. It makes sense to have a place to go in the in the case of any of these type of major emergencies. So for me, it would be worth $2,400, especially if I was in a better working position, to send you to have as a, as a backup. Or maybe I want to spend six months not working my ass off. Maybe I want to actually live a life. So $2,400 is well worth Some people spend that on a vacation. So to be able to have an actual home away from home, that's priceless. Right on, man. Listen to this know what to do with with your money or you don't know what to do in case of one of those type of emergencies i recommend contacting vince he can plug his information you contact him you have over the course of a year to pay this and let's say a year later something does happen you have a guaranteed place to go okay um basically the more money we uh put toward causes like this sustainable living living and any kind of uh actual causes that matter uh, with regard to living space or sustainable living, the more comfortable you'll be when you get there. So if you spend $2,400 with Vince and you have the ability to go uh, live at the Garden of Eden, then you will have, uh, you'll be more comfortable. Let's say you you were at a certain total and you can only afford this, this, and this, but with somebody's donation, which gets them a guaranteed safe zone, guaranteed to be there, not guaranteed that you'll be safe because, like I said, you can't, guarantee safety in a situation where a hypothetical situation where you don't know how bad it is or how far reaching the the threat is but you 
you might actually somebody donating to you might actually put you over the top so now that you can get this 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 and this so now you're getting five uh, necessities rather than just the one or two so when when somebody actually gets out there they have uh this they they have that they they actually put money towards it might be uh some pipes for irrigation or it might be uh one tv or whatever the case may be you'll be more comfortable when you get there and you will have somewhere to go so that's that's and mark passio and others have said it the main thing we need to start doing is putting our attention into better places mm-hmm. so that attention means financial attention that yeah. means our educational intention our entertainment because i some most people nowadays are so programmed that they don't even find these topics fascinating. They don't find them exciting. They don't find them interesting. Whereas with me, I don't find many other things more interesting than this. Yeah, I can't even stand football anymore. Right. Yeah. I never could, but now I just it, it's it's it, for me it is what it is. It's a, it's a distraction. It's, it's a it's, it's a, a gladiator for, game. It, it's for the slaves right. to work off their frustrations. Right. So vicariously because yeah. you're still you're still the average man isn't getting into a fight on the street but he's still pent up with all this rage from all the things he thinks he can't control that's right so he lives, he lives vicariously through the the bling bling rapper the and gladiators the yep the gladiators yeah. man and then that way you know they're not going out and hanging lawyers man attorneys sorry uh they, right. there's a big difference between attorneys and lawyers i i think i probably mentioned that in the book obviously lawyers are people that study law and know their rights and they can teach you about your rights an attorney is somebody that is paid extremely well to conceal your rights from you. Right. And I'll give you a perfect example. Let's say you got nailed for speeding. You're going 10 miles over, but you are not performing any commercial business. You're using the roads for either necessity necessity or pleasure. Okay. Now you are in court and you've got an attorney standing there. Now the attorney does not stand and you know the attorney's just going to sit there and 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 work the case you know he but he's not going to stand up and say what evidence do you have at this time that my client was acting in a commercial capacity because that's the question if my client was not acting in a commercial capacity then he's not subject to this code and that's what an attorney would be doing if they were actually doing law which they're not it's a total complete scam man to make money and they get a little taste of that and the we got the judges and the attorneys and the and and all these people and the politicians and they live in in these in these castles man they live they go to club med whenever the hell they want they they travel the world and they got butlers and and gardeners and they're there we are their serfs and people they're totally need, disconnected from the harm they cause Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, obviously they, they, if they were connected to it, then they probably wouldn't do it so much. I mean, you have to have that disconnection in order to do that kind of heinous crap. And and you have to ignore that really, because otherwise you'd probably shoot yourself in the head, you know, because you'd be disgusted with yourself. Uh, That's just me. We're talking about a lot of basically just ignorance that's out there and that brand, that's why it's a great transition into the final topic for this uh, aimless discussion and that is three things that had the most effect on everybody's life yet most people have almost no knowledge of them okay uh, the first is law the second is money and the third one is health right 
And first, we'll, we'll we'll talk about law. I mean, we've talked a whole bunch about law already, so maybe we don't have to talk a whole lot about that. But most people, if they don't know, if you don't know the law, you know, people say if you don't know your rights, you don't have any. I, I disagree with that. If you don't know how to enforce your rights, you don't have any because they're right. gonna, they're going to get violated, and you'll have to get an attorney, and your attorney's not going to protect your rights because that's not their job. Their job is to make money and support the commercial so so-called court these people they go and they get an attorney because they've been told that these people if you have a question about law you don't go and, and get a book on law you don't go study law you don't look up cases and you, you're told to go ask an attorney and then he's going to explain it to you in a language that you can understand have you ever heard that saying the man who defends himself has a fool for a lawyer oh yeah yeah. I think that was put in place deliberately to deter people from finding out about their own, their own. Oh yeah. It's obvious. And then you can look up on the internet uniform bonding code. Okay. Everybody out there, that is going to be a, a massive revelation, like heart attack level revelation. If you go and check out that, you know, look up uniform bonding code and I'm not going to get into what it's all about, but the basics is, it's proving that, that there is a, a, a veiled slavery system in place. And that's what they think of us as. They're slaves. And that, that's like a total smoking gun to that. So I want to move into the money scam. Right on. Okay, so we're going to talk about money. It saddens me. I think it's sad and I think it's sick that people will always tell me that I need money. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then you ask this very same person, how is money created? And they cannot tell you what. And they think it's some, well, it is an elaborate sham, but they, <laughs> they think it's some way out there, elaborate way that money's created, like some kind of lawful or legal or common sense way that money's created, but they have no idea. They don't mm. even know where to start. And mm. I'm like, it's not hard to find out how money is created. And the fact that people haven't yet mm -hmm. to them, like this should be an awakening to a person hearing yeah. this. They should be like, oh my God. I make money, I use money, I kind of love money, and I have no idea how this total fabrication, this total imaginary thing influences my life. I have no idea how it's made. That's yep. just insane. So if yep. you're hearing this, if you're listening to this, and you use money, and or you've had <laughs> and you or, use or money, <laughs> you intend to make some money soon, you might want to learn how it is actually made. Not produced, not manufactured, but how it actually comes into existence as legal, so-called legal tender. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly, man. And, uh, man, that's, you hit it on the nose with that, with, uh, people just, it's amazing. They, they, it has so much, uh, perceived control over their lives and they have no idea how it's created. So, you know, let's share a little bit of that. And, uh, the Federal Reserve, 1913, uh, was passed while most of Congress was away during Christmas vacation. Uh, I think it was like the day before New Year's Eve. Uh, day before Christmas Eve or something like that. And, uh, it was obvious that we don't want this stuff because that's, that's when they do that kind of thing. Uh, just like the NDAA was passed while everybody was, was wasted on New Year's Eve, uh, by Obama. Um, so this, what it did is it gave the power to create the money, so-called money, to a group of private bankers. Okay. And there is a group of private bankers that basically are allowed to create money out of virtually nothing. 
Again, I keep saying the word money, but we're going to define money in a little bit here uh, from Black's Law and, and what the courts define as money. Basically, uh, now we have a system where uh, bankers can loan out money. They, we have a fractional reserve lending system, okay? What that means is, is that if I have $10 and I, let's say I just have $10, that's all I've got to my name. And now Michael is going to borrow that $10 from me. Okay, so I go and I make up a loan agreement and Michael signs it. As soon as I get Michael's signature on that document, I can now loan out another $9. Now, my question is, where the hell did I get the other $9 from? It, right. it, 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 it's just presto. It, it's just an inflation of the money system. So now another thing is, is that let's let's put, a, put, a, put aside all the fraud out there. Okay, just let's talk about how the system is advertised to work. Everybody out there is charging interest for this or that, okay? But the Federal Reserve never actually creates the money for the interest, and therefore, you have an ever-expanding debt bubble, which it can't be paid because there's interest on top of this stuff that's never created. It's never put out in the economy, so never nobody can take that money and put it on interest. So there, it's coming out of somebody else's principal, to pay someone else's interest all the time. And that problem is, it can only get worse. It can, it, it's mathematically, mathematically guaranteed yeah. to fail. Guaranteed to fail. What, what it is, is, is you all played that game of uh, musical chairs, you know, and I call it yeah. musical financial chairs. Every time the music stops, somebody goes bankrupt. Somebody grabbed your interest money. Right. <laughs> And paid some stuff off with it, or yeah, people man. don't understand that aspect of it. It's very important to under to, to like hit that home, is because people don't understand that. And mm -hmm. when they do, I, sometimes I see that glimmer of hope that they actually give a damn. Mm -hmm. So just so people out there realize, you cannot pay off loans with money that does not exist, mm -hmm. that was never physically manifested in the real world and on top of that you still have interest mm -hmm. so you still haven't you, you can't you can only pay off the principal with the money that's in circulation right you will never be able to pay off the interest right so that's that's an ever like you said it's an ever-expanding scheme because you cannot pay off something with with nothing yeah. if he gives me ten dollars yeah. and i owe him twelve dollars now but we are the only two people within the universe <laughs> doing this i don't have if he doesn't give me the other two dollars i can't pay him to him yeah yeah, if I like, yeah, if I was like the creator of money, and right. I created ten dollars and I loaned it to you, now you owe me twelve dollars. Where are you gonna get the other two bucks from? Uh, I'm, I, I can't go work. It, it never got created. So yeah, if you created, it's building. counterfeiting, and you go to jail. I'm the only one that can create it now. <laughs> it, yeah, so let's define um, two things for anybody that's ever had any like IRS stuff. Um, this is gonna be uh, probably a little gold nugget for you. And that is, is if you grab yourself a Black's Law, which I think everybody, every American who believes in freedom should have on their bookshelf. And that's a copy of Black's Law uh, edition, uh, edition 5, 5th edition. Um, that's what why, the courts the use. Why edition? Because I've had 11, I've had 12, I've had a couple different editions. And also I'll say that every American should, every human being should, but... It is. They're trying to make it harder because Black's yep. Law Dictionary yep. is one of the most expensive. You just answered your own question. Time. They're trying to make oh. it harder with later editions, man. They're making it more and more confusing with later editions. 
Okay. And then also, uh, like if you look at the the fourth edition, was the one that was actually published when the Constitution was ratified and whatever. If you want to find out what the founders' intent was specifically, then you want to go to like Black's Law Fourth or you know Black's Law Fifth, right around there. That's where you're going to go get the best definition of the words and their intent. So what they've been trying to do is, you know, kind of like redefine words uh, as, as, as time has gone on. Used to be where, you know, like represent means it's a one word definition of represent means personate. Now, if you go and look up personate, it says to appear in the person or character of another without their consent or knowledge in feigned character in order to deceive. That is what an attorney does. Okay. So, right. uh, Personate is a synonym of represent because it's a one-word definition. Now, another thing, person, you look that up in Black's Law Dictionary, you're going to find out that that's a corporation. Whenever the word is used statutorily, it's a corporation, a person. Obviously, everything they do is commercial, a.k.a. statutes, codes, all that stuff, legal. Now, let's get on to uh, income, okay, for people that are uh, facing any kind of IRS issues. Grab a piece of paper, dear so-and-so, talk to somebody personally. Don't fight the IRS because you can't fight the IRS because the IRS does not exist. It's a figment of people's imaginations. So, So you can't harm something that doesn't exist. What you have to do is go after the individual who is trying to use whatever they're using to harm you. That individual is violating your rights. I don't care what kind of badge they have. I don't care what supposed perceived authority they supposedly have. It doesn't matter. That's when you're like actually having freedom because you go after that individual and you go after that individual's livelihood and their house and their home. I've said some pretty vulgar things to some people about, you know, I'll be banging your you know what and driving your car and and living in your house if if you want to keep this up. They go away. (laughs) That's the only way you're going to make them go away. If they think they can get away with whatever they're doing, then they're just going to keep doing it. All right, so we talked about law. We talked about money. The third thing that has a whole lot of control over people's lives is their health, obviously. What they do is they, if they have some sort of a health issue, uh, right now you've got a wealth of information available on the internet that you can like research your symptoms and stuff like that. But most people don't do that. They go to a doctor and these doctors by and large are just pharmaceutical salesmen. I've heard stories of like, you know, really nice big chested women, you know, taking doctors out on the town, you know, getting drunk and all that stuff and, and here buy some meds. Uh, it's, it's really sickening the, the whole pharmaceutical industry. If you want to make some comments on that, feel free. When it comes to the actual ins and outs of logistics of the pharmaceutical industry or what, what they're actually doing, I'm not versed in, I'm not familiar with it, but I know firsthand that I don't, it's not necessary. There's nothing that they're selling to me that I need. <laughs> it's that simple. Again, it goes back to where people put their attention. If you read, there's an, um, an anecdote. Uh, it goes, a lady went to go to a doctor. She had some kind of ailment. And after the doctor was done, he charged her $21,000. 
and she did a little research because she felt like she got overpriced. So she did a little research and found out she could have gotten the operation or whatever it was for a thousand dollars. And he said, she said, well, why did you charge me $21,000 for a thousand dollar procedure? And he said, I charged you $20,000 for what you didn't know. And I charged you a thousand dollars for the procedure. So it basically boils down to just like anything else in this, these emerging concepts or uh, realizations is that it's what you pay attention to. If you don't pay attention to your body, then when it starts to have issues and problems, people, like you said earlier, instant gratification, they want to hop to the quick fix rather than work on what caused the problem in the first place so that it doesn't happen anymore or at least ceases the problem. Like I said, I don't know much about the actual occurrences or happenings that have happened with the pharmaceutical industry in relation to their customers or in relation to society. But I do know that it always swings back. The pendulum swings back to being our fault. So we have to put ourselves in a position to understand our, our bodies, understand ourselves and get off of all of the titties that they've put out there. And the pharmaceutical, uh, pharmaceutical one is a major one. Yeah. And I just read on Facebook they, that they, uh, they've approved Ritalin for 11-year-olds and 9-year-olds and, and stuff. So, Wow. I wonder, uh, wonder who they are. Yeah. Right. Who's the, they? Who the they that decides everything. Um, you know, one thing that, that really jumped out about what you were just saying to me is the personal responsibility, man. It, yeah. it is our fault. And, and people don't want to take responsibility for this stuff. I take responsibility as, as much as possible. And the nice thing about that is that if it is our responsibility, then all of a sudden we've got some control. So each one of us has the power within our grasp to end this thing. And all it's going to take is a little bit of knowledge and we can turn this thing around. We don't have to vote. We don't have to march. We don't have to protest. We don't have to fight anymore. We can live a completely stress-free lifestyle, and I'm setting up the, the Garden of Eden Community Network to be able to have people like come in here, and they live with a law council, which in this case is me here, and they learn about their rights through osmosis, through just hanging out with me and talking with me on this stuff. And eventually, I'm hoping to be able to have more and more law councils come out of this community and then go, you know, start their own community or go live on somebody else's uh, land and help uh, an organizer protect their community members. So that's what I'm setting up is, is the ability for people to just have a cookie cutter turnkey system where they can leave the matrix, start learning how to be free. And... You could do that now for a ridiculously low cost. Hello? No required. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, no experience required. I mean, you can come on in here and if you want to learn about your rights, we'll teach them to you. And then once you're secure with that information, then hopefully what I want is for people to go out and start their own communities and they, you know, one guy or gal can, can protect a whole community of people from these parasites if they know the law enough. And that, so that's what we need to set up. And then we can all just do our thing, man. We've got the buffer zone, which is the law council. And either you're doing business or you're not. And we're not doing any business here. The only thing I'm doing is trying to create a way for people to live as freely, as cheaply, and as happily as possible. That costs a little bit of money. 
a little bit, actually a little bit of money, $2,400 and your lifetime expenses called basic survival. That's all covered for 2,400 bucks. Have you looked into Airbnb? What is that? Oh man, look at, check this out. This is a great way to make money because what can, uh, what can happen is we can build communities with whatever little startup money we can get under the guise that we're building an away place, uh, a vacation home for people. So anybody who has a home on Airbnb, can you spell out the web address for people? A I R. B and B as in bread and breakfast. It's actually called like airbreadandbreakfast.com. B and so A and D? Air, B and B. B as in boy. Right. And then and, the, the word and spelled out? I'm not sure. I'll clarify it. I'll actually uh, clarify it later. You can put it in a description. Okay. But they bring together the type of person who has maybe an extra room and a person who wants to visit a place, stay at a place that's away from the city. People pay, and I'll give you an example. You remember I was staying at 360. Are you talking about timeshares? No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was staying with LaShawn and Danny. Well, while we were up there in Colorado and we had 360, the community, they were renting out the yurt to people on Airbnb. And Airbnb guests, they go online, they go to Airbnb, they look up the locations of places they want to go, and then there's a listing of people on Airbnb in that location, in that area, who have an extra room and then the person directly deals with as far as negotiations for the price they deal with the actual person but they find each other through airbnb so it's like a legitimate it adds legitimacy to it it's like okay you can come stay in my house and you you know that i'm not going to come i'm not going to hack you up and kill you when you get here because <laughs> i've given all of my information to <laughs> airbnb.com which is a legitimate company right. so once they get out there it's like it's whatever you know you stay you stay in my room Certain things are, uh, it's agreed upon, basically. Like you're talking about the honor system. If you want the bed and breakfast aspect of it, when you get there, it's already been predetermined. Yeah, I'll make you this, I'll make you that. This is what's on our menu. But you don't have to serve anything. Some people just come out there and stay. We, uh, LaShawn and Danny had three guests in the short period of time that we were in Colorado. The first person paid $300 for four days and then paid an additional $150 to stay some more. And then the second person paid like 600 bucks, bro. Wow. To stay there for like two weeks, I think. Wow, that's amazing. And then the third person paid like 400 bucks to mm-hmm. stay there, and they didn't even stay the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's a substantial amount of money for only two months worth of guests. Yeah. And it wasn't like they were constant. It's not a timeshare because nobody's sharing anything. They're mm-hmm. basically you're just holding a guest. You're renting your uh, space out to somebody. Uh-huh. Cool. Hey, so uh, let, let let me let's talk about something I want to talk about here. Uh, Galt's Gulch. You, you've you've heard of the book? Maybe you haven't read it, but you know the basic story. No, I've never heard of it. Okay, all right. Galt's Gulch was a book uh, written by Ayn Rand. I haven't actually read it, so I can't paraphrase or anything. But basically, it's about a, a, a group of people that they want to go off and be in a place. Uh, where nobody knows where they are, a bunch of professionals that got sick of being parasited on. That's kind of what I'm sort of setting up here. Right here, Gwe Blanca, we're going to have the Honor Boot Camp. And basically what, what that is is that, you know, people come in here and, and, and they, they learn some honor. And if we deem them honorable, then we can send them off to one of our unknown locations. Okay, which would be, you know, your community, wherever the heck you are, some remote remote location. I envision having at least a dozen communities in this valley since we've already won the code fight. 
Right. So we can build a real beachhead here for our new world order, man. Uh, new world order for us, where where there's abundance yeah. and and everybody's happy, man, and and nobody's being harmed. We have the uh, opportunity here to to be able to create. That's what I can tell people. There's going to be a new world order, regardless. It's going to be a positive world order of collaboration, or it's going to be a negative world order of ownership. Yep. Okay, excellent, man. Uh, well, Michael, I I really appreciate you being on the on the podcast here, man. Man, you had a lot of great stuff to offer, and uh, I think it's going to be an exciting partnership. This week, I, I mentioned, you know, without you even on the call, uh, we had 43 downloads on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And last week, altogether, we had 83. The podcast is in, is increasing in listenership, man, and, and and I think it probably will only increase further with your participation. Any last words uh, for this podcast there, Michael? If I get shot or, or the police pull me over and blow my head off for no apparent reason, or it brings that I might die. I want everybody out there to remember that it's not hopeless. It's not hopeless. We do have a, a dog in this fight, and all we have to do is become informed of the truth. The truth is what it is, and we have to align with that in order to, uh, you know, the truth will set you free, in other words. So I don't want people to get boggled, uh, bogged down by the literature or the amount of information there is. I want people to, to stay diligent, basically, is my whole message to the end of this. Remain yeah. diligent. Right on. Okay, well, thanks for being here, man. And uh, thanks, everybody out there, for listening. And we'll be back with the next episode soon.